In today's episode, we're continuing the series on mission, vision, and values, this time focusing on the vision statement, which to some of my clients can feel like one of the more challenging statements to develop. But in today's conversation, I want to show you why it's one of the more creative and visioning and dreamy statements that you can come up with and how it can continue to evolve with you over time. So let's make it fun. Let's take the challenge out of it and let's get into it. Welcome to the Project Seaway podcast, a show for service-based entrepreneurs to explore the intersection of risk and uncertainty in their business and personal life. I'm your host, Julie Okoyama, a small business operations consultant specializing in risk management. With over 15 years experience as a certified project manager, a director of operations, and end-of-life doula, my experience has shown me many ways that unmanaged risk can wreak havoc on our lives and our dreams. My goal with this show is to inspire and educate you with the information needed to better cover your ass in life and business. So let's get into it. Hey friend, welcome back to the Project Seaway podcast. Today we're diving into the vision statement. And if you haven't listened to episode five yet, I recommend you go back and listen to it as I set the stage for highlighting mission, vision, and values and talking to the mission statement specifically. When I talk about vision, this is the declaration of what you want to achieve in the future. A clear picture of where you're headed as a business. And in the last episode, I simplified the concept of mission, vision, values by thinking about planning a road trip. The mission statement, that's the vehicle you're driving. It is the present day purpose statement indicating what you do, how you do it, and who you do it for. It's the machine that gets you toward living into your vision. Your vision is the map showing your destination. It's when you go into the map application and you put your destination in, and before you hit the start button, you get this like high level zoomed out visualization of the route. You don't have the turn by turn directions yet, but you have a high level picture of where you're going. That's your vision statement. Then there's values. These are the core beliefs that act as the road signs that keep you on the most efficient route to your desired future goal. They ensure the the journey is pleasant, the music is not too loud, you have the right people in the car, you minimize how many roadblocks you interact with. We'll get into that one more in the next episode. So the importance of the vision statement. When we start our business, our eyes are usually on making money. We might be trying to replace the income of our nine to five. We might be having a side hustle where we're doing something on the side of our day job. But you know, usually it's about making money. We need to produce income in order to invest in more resources. In order to get income, we have to get clients. And those clients are going to give us a lot of information to let us know what is working, what they actually want in the marketplace, how to best reach them and sell to them, etc. So money is usually the goal in the beginning, but over time, as we're growing and shifting and transforming, money starts to not become as exciting or inspiring to go on. That also isn't an inspiring vision for your team as you grow. So we need to step into our visionary role and articulate the future direction that is going to speak to the culture of the business. It's going to speak to 
the offerings and the evolution of your offerings and how you want to show up publicly and serve your audience, serve your clients and customers through your marketing and adding value first before selling, hopefully. And then what is the customer journey and experience? What do you want your your customers thinking and feeling and saying about you to other people? And the impact you want to make through this business. What kind of results do you want as a metric? But also, what is the impact you want to make on the industry, on the people you serve specifically, on the community, expand to the world, whatever, universe. (laughs) But yeah, that is the power of the vision right there. And it paints a big picture of your future and provides a roadmap to the daily operations. So a strong vision isn't just a personal ambition. But I will say that, you know, we're we're small businesses. I would even say micro businesses in many cases in comparison to what else is out there in the marketplace. So I recommend you have two versions of your statement. There's one that is just really rich and all about the business because this is an internal statement ultimately. This is not something you're showing publicly, you're putting you're not putting it on your website. This is something you're you're you have for yourself to keep yourself grounded and rooted. This is something you're sharing with your team so that they're on board and they're passionate about it and that they're looking at their roles and responsibilities and thinking about how they can maximize serving that vision. And that vision is also going to inspire the mission to ensure that the vehicle that is your mission is a right fit for where you're trying to go. If your vision destination is an island and you're riding a motorcycle, you're not going to get there. You need to be on a boat. And then maybe you realize that you pivot, but maybe you're at a point where you can only be on a rowboat, but you need to get into a speedboat or a sailboat if you have preferences and you have it <laughs> and you're not really super speedy on the timeline you want to get there. Well, you need to be aware of what type of vehicle you need to be driving. If you have ambitions of hitting certain milestones at certain timelines, that's going to influence what your mission looks like and what you're investing in to transform that mission along the way. That's the value of having one version that is specifically on the business, but I highly recommend there's a second version that's more just for you. From where you are now to where you see your life in the future, what does that look like? How is the business, how is your involvement in the business looking as that, as the personal life evolves. So if that's starting a family or being more present with your children at different stages of their upbringing, or you have aging parents, you want to travel the world, you need to consider that that's going to have an impact on how you show up in your business over time. Too often we live in this space of I'll always be around and we're doing our planning from best case scenarios and the status quo of what we're experiencing today, the way our health looks today, the way that our family looks today, the way that our team looks today. And life is impermanence. Life is change. Unexpected shit happens all the time. But with the vision, we can have a little bit more of control of that change if we're thinking about what we actually want to see. 
So that's my case for having two versions of it, because you really want to be mindful of life fulfillment. We create our businesses usually because we want more senses of freedom. We want time freedom, location freedom, financial freedom, opportunity to, to, to choose how we make money, to not be limited in how many income streams we have, et cetera. But, you know, time freedom. Maybe we don't want to work 40 to 60 hours a week forever. We want to scale back. We want to be more advisory. We want to shift how we show up as an entrepreneur. Maybe we want to nurture a team, and that's really important to us to have that kind of development where we're giving opportunities to other people and we're mentoring, and then taking that to where we're public speaking and we're writing books and all of these things. And if those are things you want to do, or if you want to sell the business, those are all things you have to be thinking about years in advance. You need to be planning for those years in advance. And the decisions that you're making today need to have that future destination in mind. And you need to be, and, and then that allows you to make slow incremental tweaks along the way that you're slowly steering the ship toward that destination versus being, you know, six months away from wanting to sell your business or to shut the business down or whatever, and then scrambling to figure out how do I start figuring out how to make this a reality. When we look at it from the lens of succession planning, which really is what I've just been talking about right now, it's also planning for the future that you might not be part of, but your business is certainly going to navigate it. Now, and I keep I keep referencing this as a statement, but I find that that can be a confining concept. And I recently heard it described as a story. I love the idea of it being a story because it's a, a story has chapters, a story evolves. It's a creative concept. And we can be the authors. We can be the authors of this story and we have the license to edit and change it as we please. But it also creates the opportunity for it to be captivating and inspiring and a way for us to clearly communicate to others what we want to create and get them on board with it too. Because if we're giving them some dry bullet points on something, that's not really going to be that inspiring. But if we're creating a story for them that they're able to envision that future with you, then that's going to be so powerful. And now I don't want to like create anxiety for you if you don't consider yourself a creative person and you're like, oh my God, like how do I create an inspiring quote unquote story? Like I'm just trying to create an openness and space that it's all good. Whatever it comes out as is all good. So it doesn't need to be confined to a few sentences. It could be five pages. It's your choice. It's your choice. And just whatever pours out of you is good. So uh, let me tell you a little bit about my vision. I mapped out the next three years of Project CYA evolving as a brand. I talk about how I see the offer suite evolving and scaling. I don't want it to be a personal brand that's too tied to my identity 
So that is actually something where I'm taking some actions around domains and where landing pages live and things like that. Those are changes that I'm taking action on now because I want to have a solid foundation for the future that as the brand grows, as I'm adding team members that, you know, just even thinking about the email address, the email address that they're going to be using and the, the customer support email address and all of that. I want that to be specific. I don't want it to be tied to julioyokoyama.com. I want it to be more tied to projectcway.com. But there's these considerations you start to think about now that are going to make it a hell of a lot easier years down the road when you actually well, I actually want to entertain the idea of potentially selling the business. But in the interim, whether I decide to sell it, grow it, and keep it till I retire, the actions that I'm taking now are building value. They're building value. They're making it something bigger than myself. They're giving more space for me to bring on team members, other consultants to come and help me support client work because I don't want to be the only consultant serving clients. And I want to have somebody else running operations because even though operations is in my wheelhouse, it's not where I can make the most impact in serving other business owners. I can best do that by focusing on being a strategy focused visionary, content creation, serving clients and public speaking. Now that all is the business focus, but I also write about the alignment with my personal vision, how much I want to work, the travel I aspire to do in that time, the hobbies I want to ensure that I have time and energy for, the things that fill my soul and my business affords for my life. And this is something I print out, I see regularly, I read it out loud, sometimes before bed, sometimes when waking up in the morning, because I want to be steeped in it. Because ultimately, as a leader, I need to be living my vision. And you want to make the vision available to your team. You want to speak to it at your company meetings, whether that's, you know, monthly all hands or weekly check-ins. You want to touch on it. You repeat it often to inspire yourself, inspire your team and remembering what you're working for, especially when times are hard. So I want to address some common fears because I know that putting your dreams down on paper can be intimidating. Like I said before, you may fear getting it wrong or once it's written, it's set in stone, but I assure you it's not. It's just the guideline. It's just a guideline to keep you and your team focused. You can revise it at any time. It is worth the effort because you honestly can't build what you can't describe. And this thought exercise will influence how you define these important factors in your business. So you don't have to do this right now, but maybe rewind and come back to it later. You want to think about your culture. What is the culture you have now? Does that feel in alignment with the culture you want to build? If not, describe the difference there. Describe what you want. What you're offering and how it evolves. The evolution of your role and that of your team. Do you always want to be acting in the business the way you are today? Because oftentimes entrepreneurs are planning as if it will always be like this, even though they don't actually want that for themselves. I mean, whether we're in a whether we're in an employment career or we're entrepreneurs, in both cases, 
we usually don't want to be in the same role forever. We want to evolve and grow and develop ourselves into leadership or just learning other skills and continuing to expand. So we need to be thinking about that and planning proactively for that in our business. Do we want to hire a specific team member that we can groom to take over more leadership and business management? That is succession planning, guys. It's delegation strategies. And and I, I recommend combining continuity planning and succession planning together as small businesses. We don't need all these separate plans. So we're thinking about, do you want to take more time off? Are your kids hitting a certain milestone and you want to start making time to like attend their sporting events or now they're old enough that it feels a lot more comfortable to to travel abroad with them, you know, these things, but you have to think about that. And then it's like, okay, how do I make the business flow and grow while I have the freedom to go do these other priorities in my life? Then think about the impact you want the business to make. Again, in your industry, in the people you serve, in the community, and beyond. And how you mold the business to serve your life and not the other way around. You're doing this to afford a fulfilling life holistically. You are not creating a business for you to become a slave to it. Because ultimately, like, that is you creating that reality for yourself. It's not the business making you do that. So give yourself the opportunity to dream. So let's get into that. How do you sit down and do this? I recommend a visualization. I would suggest maybe you look three years in the future like I do or look further ahead five years, 10 years, whatever. And imagine you're sitting at your favorite coffee shop, drinking your favorite beverage, and sitting across from you is you three years from now. You're talking as if you're old friends catching up after not talking for, you guessed it, three years. You ask them, tell me everything that's been going on with you. And then imagine they're enthusiastically gabbing your ear off. What are they saying? They'll likely start from where you two last saw each other, which is now, and story tell forward. And then just start writing down what is coming up for you in this dialogue. Don't worry about grammar. Don't worry about formatting. Just let it happen. I don't know if you've heard of um, Julia Cameron's The Artist's Way, but in that book, she talks about morning pages. And this is where you just write, 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 write. Don't worry about what it looks like. Don't worry about what's coming out. Just write whatever's coming up for you. And so this is the same type of thing. And make sure that what you're writing is progressing toward an ambitious reach. And what I mean by that, I want to share through this David Bowie quote that I recently saw. If you feel safe in the area that you're working in, you're not working in the right area. Always go a little further into the water than you feel you're capable of being in. Go a little bit out of your depth. 
And when you don't feel that your feet are quite touching the bottom, you're just about in the right place to do something exciting. So when considering your vision, it's got to be something bigger than yourself and inspiring to the business holistically. And remember, it's got to outlive you because ultimately we don't know what the future holds. And if, if your succession plan is to build something that is sellable or is going to have some value outside of yourself, whether it be you retiring, you handing off the business to team members, something unexpectedly happening to you, and you want the family to have an asset that they can obtain value out of, then you have to take the time to clarify this and to create the value in the business that will outlive you. That If you were to die tomorrow, the income stream wouldn't just stop, that there would be a legacy and something left for your family to get a return on. So where do you see your business in the future? Who do you see leading it if it isn't you? Paint that picture. Let it guide your succession planning. In a nutshell, your vision statement is your business's North Star. It's crucial, it's inspiring, and it's certainly not set in stone. So that's what I have for you today. I can't wait to hear what you thought of this episode. Connect with me on LinkedIn or Instagram at Julie Yokoyama. I love to make friends, so don't hesitate to reach out. And don't forget to hit subscribe and leave a review and help me build a community of forward-thinking business owners. I'll catch you in the next one.